Hello my fellow entrepreneurs and financial freedom fighters. You are listening to the Empower Your Mind for Success podcast. My name is Anish Verma and I'm your podcast host and a certified John Maxwell mentor, trainer and speaker. I welcome you to join me on a journey to discover the science of inspiration, the science of how to empower your mind. Why are some entrepreneurs more successful than the others? This podcast will help you find the answers and understand the laws and principles of predictable success. It will help you build an entrepreneurial mindset and unlock your unlimited potential. So join me on this inspirational journey. Hey, hello everyone. Uh I have a very special guest today with me, uh Carla White and uh, she is a very very special unique skilled person uh you know ex microsoft ex nasa ex pentagon uh has uh, been the first woman app developer and uh, is now an entrepreneur of hero.fm which is a podcasting platform uh, very very important for podcasters like me um and uh, i am looking forward to talking to carla where she's going to st- share her, her story her background and how she got to from being an ex nasa person to being an entrepreneur uh, so carla welcome to this podcast and uh, we are so glad to have you hey thanks for having me this is so much fun Great. So tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, give us a little bit more background about uh, you know, on the personal side, professional side, tell us yeah. a little bit more about you. Yeah, so um I I ended up almost flunking out of school, out of university. Okay? So that's let's start there. I was an art student who liked to hang out with my punk rock fan, friends more than go to class. And I still have nightmares about missing classes and things like that. Um but partway through right before i was going to drop out a friend of mine from japan said hey why don't you study over in germany and i thought well that's crazy i've never gotten in a plane before i've never you know i don't speak the language i don't have any money for this this is just absurd i'm about ready to flunk out and long story short i ended up in germany learning german living there for a year and that changed the trajectory of everything i came back and i got an mba with an mis and uh finished like two undergrads all at the same oh, like i was just like i can do this cuz you know i accomplished something huge so i had this huge self confidence behind me uh and then after that i ended up kind of drifting around for a while but ended up at the pentagon and that was a really amazing project where we were getting rid of nuclear weapons in the former Soviet Union and it was a 3.5 billion dollar project fascinating and I thought I was saving the world but really it was a lot different than that and I have a whole podcast show about that experience which I won't share here um but needless to say I ended up leaving that job and didn't have anywhere to go and I ended up living out of my car and eating like leftovers off of people's plates i would like bus tables at restaurants and things like that because here's the thing i knew how to sell a resume i did not know how to make money hmm. okay so that was a i that was my huge wake up call and i was sending out probably 
a dozen resumes a day, at least minimum. I would just anybody, and I would get these rejection letters. Oh, it's so much fun to get your resume because like, there's only two of us in this office and we've never had anybody apply for a job here. (laughs) That was just like mass mailing everybody. And like every cent I had either went towards gas in my car or stamps and long story short, I ended up getting hired by this company. I found them in a book. They were, uh, headquartered out of North Dakota. I'm in South Dakota. So I thought I have something in common with them. I'll send them my resume. They start to interview me and they're like, do you like to travel? Check. Do you um, have a passport? Yes. You know, and everything about this job was awesome. And they hired me on when I had about, I'd say 15 cents left to my bank account. I mean, I had nothing. I was zero. I was like babysitting for money. I was doing whatever I could. And they hired me on and that changed everything again, because they sent me over to Europe. Uh, We got acquired by Microsoft. So now I was working with Microsoft and I was leading up a whole consultancy practice around the world for them. And people were whining and dining me and asking me for my advice and stuff. And then the dot-com bubble broke and they said, look, you can go back to uh, Seattle and program in some language you never heard of. We'll teach you blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. So I decided to leave Microsoft, stay in London and start my own business with my then boyfriend, now husband. And it was so bad. It was the worst because like I went from people begging to take me out and like wanting my calls and all this stuff to nobody accepting my calls, like nobody replying to my emails, just crickets and plowing through cash so quick, all my savings, just like burning up really fast and not having any coping mechanisms to handle the stress. I was doing it all the right ways, society wise, like let's go down to the pub. Let's binge watch some telly. Let's eat, you know, some junk food, some salt and vinegar chips or whatever. And, uh, my health was just going down the toilet. I was getting ulcers and migraines and insomnia and all this stuff. And um, right when I didn't think I could handle it anymore, I got that middle of the night phone call that you always dread from my brother back in America saying that my dad had suddenly passed away. And I just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I got nothing in the tank. And I went on a downward spiral from there, uh, pretty much suicidal. And my husband said, let's get you back to the state. So at least you're close to your family. And we relocated back to middle of America where I worked so hard to get out of here. And I just got worse. And I ended up in the hospital, double pneumonia. And the doctor's like, okay, here's something for your pneumonia. Here's something for your depression. Mm. And I thought, what depression? And, uh, went home and did what everybody does when they have a big wake up call. Let's get on Google and figure out what I can do about this. So I'm Googling and I come up with just keeping a journal, five things that you're grateful for each day. Like just write that stuff down. So I started this little experiment 
And about two months into this experiment, I am out for a walk and I'm thinking of all these things I'm going to put in this journal. Like I got a job offer from NASA. I slept really good. Uh, you know, like my relationships are improving all these things. I lost some weight and boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh my God, my life has totally changed. What was it? And it was like the heavens open. I'm like, oh, it's that journal. Yes, of course. Why isn't everybody doing this? Like we are so programmed to focus on the negative all the time, but no, nothing, no daily habits to just say, Hey, this is the stuff that's working out for you. And so that's when I decided to take it upon myself to create an app, which was really novel because Steve jobs had just held up the iPhone like the week before practically. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make an app for that. Okay. I live in the middle of nowhere. I have no Apple products. I have no idea how to do this, but you know, like, let's just do it. So I would get up like a few hours before going into my day job. And I would be like on the tools and searching and trying to find people to help me. And cause there was no documentation. There was nothing on Apple sites, like all, like the few of us developers out there, we're all connected. Like, have you figured out how to do this or that? And, um, but long, long story short, I got the app out there, became the first woman to launch an app. So there's my app, like on the app store next to like sexy women lighter, uh, <laughs> what other fart apps, you know, like all these, and then there's like gratitude journal. It was, it was so comical, but it, fun. And, uh, I, I, I had the app, I had, um, my NASA career and eventually the whole app business just consumed me. Um, other people were asking me to make apps for them. I wrote a book about it called idea to iPhone. And, I uh, ended up leaving NASA to start my own agency and build other apps. And that went really, really well. And let's just say, hey, happily ever after. No, um, we adopted our first son. And so here I have an agency of newborn and stress and still not a lot of coping mechanisms for that stress. Had my gratitude journal, but not a lot of other things. And I kind of found myself in the exact same spot again, insomnia, health issues. Um, I was just like skin and bones. I just really, really bad uh, eating habits. And that's when I decided to start different, what I call power rituals throughout the day. So I have this set of power rituals that I start my day with, that I do throughout the day and end my day with. And it's all about like keeping your focus, keeping momentum, keeping your head clear and straight. And at the same time, people were, who got my app were asking me to give them more. Like, can you help me out with this? What about this? Can you coach me? And I'm like, I am in no position. Like I am not even sleeping through the night. I felt like a big hypocrite even with that app. But once I developed these power rituals and I came back to me again, um, and I discovered how to give people more than just an app. I created challenges and I created other products that these people could uh, get offline outside of the app. And that was going really good too. Like I had challenge and I had an inner circle and people would get my challenge and they would inevitably fall off because the challenge was video and, um, you know, we got busy lives and they just make two, three days into it and they wouldn't be able to keep up and they, okay, I'm going to do it this month. I'm going to do it this month. And they, they would never be able to get through the challenge. So I started to take the audio from the challenge 
and give it to them. I'm like, just listen to it. You don't have to watch a video. It's just listen to it. And that started to get results and people started to get into my inner circle and people were starting to say things like, oh my God, I'm so addicted to listening to you every day. You're just in my head. And like, even when I'm not listening to you, I hear your voice. And I'm like, there is something here. And so fast forward to this year, 2020, my challenge is going great. Although be it delivering the audio was a pain, an absolute pain in the backside but it was worth it. Um, and my inner circle was filled up. So everything's great. I had events planned. I was going to speak from stage, right? All these things. And of course, all that got canceled and hosting even inner circle meetings was a joke. I mean, come on. I had two kids at home, the constant interruptions, the fights, just the things they were trying to get away with when, as soon as I got on a call, so I felt it was really unprofessional, especially to the people in my inner circle. And although they said it was fine, I didn't care for it. So I closed down my inner circle. I closed down all my revenue streams. It was so hard. It was so, so hard to say no to that money. Mm -hmm. And I went and bought or built out Hero FM, the product that I wanted for delivering this audio feeds. I built that out and it was crazy, like building out a software product with a house full of kids, with the chaos, with everything else. And when I look back at what I did this summer, I'm still like, how did I do that? Like, how did I even concentrate for five minutes to get that done? But it, it's out there, you're a customer, it's awesome, it's working. And um, the most amazing thing is, is the people that believe in it that are getting the benefits from it. Um, is what I love the most because the people who need like you and your training, they're busy. They don't have time to sit and watch videos. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got jobs, they got kids, they got so much going on. And now you're able to assist them without them having to sacrifice a part of their life to get that help that they need. Exactly. That's uh that's an amazing, amazing. Uh, story. Yeah, that was the long story. <laughs> it's long. It's long, but I'm. I, I. I was. I was taking mental notes of all the things that you were saying, and you mentioned a couple of very powerful things, right? The gratitude, the attitude of gratitude is very important. I talk a lot about that on my podcast, and then you also spoke about daily habits, mm -hmm. rituals, right? Which become very, very important. We are at the end of the day, what we do on a daily basis. We are what our habits are. But I want to take you back in time a little bit in your story. You said you had a great job and then you ended up living out of your car, uh, eating food off other people's plates. Now, mm -hmm. I, I want to understand what time frame are we talking about this in your in your journey? I mean, I'd be talking about 90s, 2000s, which which era? Yeah, that was the yeah, it was the 90s. It was 90s, uh, and, late 90s. Yeah. And you were sending out resumes and you said you were buying yeah. stamps and, and you're posting the resumes. I remember... Uh, you know, when I came to the US in 1999, uh, and when we were re sending resumes, I started sending resumes through email. And that too, I think it was in 2001, 2000, 2000, mm -hmm. late 2000, right during my MBA. Um, but what happened? I mean, how long were you living out of your car? I mean, how long was this period? Um, I, I think it was 
close to a half a year at least. Uh, and it wasn't always every night, right? Sometimes people would give me their sofa for a few days or something like that, which was yeah. cool. Um, and because it was on wheels, I could get around to other states and <laughs> other places. So, so to me, I was just kind of big about it. But when I look back at it, like it was extremely tough because I had student loans. I mean, college taught me how to create debt, not wealth. And uh, so I had student loans and I had every cent that I made had to go to pay off those student loans. And I couldn't use it towards like even rent or anything like that because it was just anything. I wasn't making anything. I was like bussing tables and waiting and doing those sort of mediocre jobs because I, I, I left, um, I left that job with the Pentagon rather abruptly without a safety net because I was so upset with, uh, just the state of things. Mm. And I just had to get out of there really yeah. quickly. Uh, and so, yeah, I hear you. So, um, six months, tough, tough situation, barely any money. Um, do you remember what your state of mind was? I mean, what kept you going on a daily basis? You know, what's interesting, um, I, I had these practices that I didn't realize how powerful they were at the time. Mm. Okay. So one thing I was down in Georgia where it was warm and I would be able to go to these covered bridges in Georgia. And I go late at night when it was super quiet and there'd be these quiet streams. And I would just sit there by myself by these covered bridges and think about how fortunate I was to be able to be in this beautiful place all by myself and how awesome it was. And think about like all the experiences that I got to have so far and what are coming still and all the different. So it was this visualization practice and like feeling the emotions and knowing that something good was going to come, just knowing it. Like if you can get through today, something. So, and in, in, you know, like there were definitely some hard, hard times. Definitely. I don't want to say like, I was just always happy all the time, but there were definitely, but for the most part, you know, I didn't have kids. I didn't have any, like everything I owned fit in my car. It was really freeing to be able to do that. So, yeah, I hear you. I, I think, uh, you know, for our listeners, uh, it, it might sound contradictory. You know, you're, you're living out of your car and, and you use the word how fortunate you were yeah. Not being by yourself, reflecting, imagining, visualizing your future. And I think these are very important things. You know, people, when they listen to these words, they think, you know, they are, they're soft, they're mushy words, but no, they are tools that entrepreneurs use on a daily basis. And these are entrepreneurs who are solo entrepreneurs, or they could be as, you know, big as Jeff Bezos or Steve Jobs mm -hmm. or Bill Gates. They've all used these visualization and imagination techniques. So that's very phenomenal of what you've gone through, the hardships that you've gone through, uh, Carla, because I think you can appreciate people in that situation and who are going through. And I think you become a very big source of inspiration to everybody, men and women who are listening to this, who are in tough spot, especially because of the pandemic situation that we are in right now, where things seem to get tougher and tougher. And it's kind of a downward spiral, right? When are we going to get out of it? Or oh, there's a vaccination coming. That's great. But now there's another strain of coronavirus in the UK. <laughs> and they're talking about that. And when are we going to get out of this? Everybody's thinking about that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think if you can focus on the future a little bit, right? I know it's tough, guys. I know it's tough, but if you can do it, I think it really shows you the way to move forward. Okay, great. So, you know, then, you know, you one way or the other, you, you, you know, you're, you're part of Microsoft. I, I completely hear you. 
you know, your people are whining you, dining you. They are they are trying to covet your attention. You are your big client for them, the big face, the big veil, yeah. and uh, things change suddenly. And now, when you're on your own, who, mm. who are you? I mean, then that is when you realize that yeah. I was my title, right? Mm-hmm. Not not what I'm trying to be. And and it it's it's a it, it hits you like a lightning bolt. And you're the second person who's telling me this. I interviewed another person. who after being a vp in a company for 25 years became an entrepreneur uh has an own digital agency now but coming back to you uh, you got into depression and then you heard about your dad passing away which is a very very sorry uh thing mm-hmm. to hear especially when you are in that downward spiral depression and all that good stuff and then you come back to the us and and that is when you get another job you said right um mm-hmm. in nasa uh and now you're talking about this gratitude journal and uh help our audience understand what what do you mean by gratitude journal what were you doing every day why was it helping you why do you why do mm. you prescribe this to listeners why why would you say everybody should do it so gratitude journals uh when i created the app first of all i had to explain what an app was and then i had to explain what a gratitude journal was and now most people know both of those but just for in case you don't know a gratitude journal is the act of a daily habit of writing down the things each day that worked out for you and what this does on a scientific level is it will create new synapses new super highways in your brain a default pathway for your brain to come up with conclusions so we are naturally happy we are naturally optimistic i mean look at any child you know they may be crabby for a little bit but boy do they bounce back quick mm-hmm. whereas we get conditioned where we're adults of uh focusing on the problems and not all the things that are working out for us and that is conditioned into us over time as well as like measuring yourself against other people in schools and all these different things so you are we all are pretty much brainwashed into a default path of thinking so to me keeping a gratitude journal is kind of like giving people a two fingers up as mm-hmm. to I am going to take my mindset, my superpowers back into my own hands. Why would you want to do that? Well, number 1, um the top 3 industries in the world need us to live in fear and lack in order for those to survive. The number 1 industry is arms. Okay? Mm-hmm. I worked on a 3.5 billion dollar Pentagon program to get rid of nuclear arms. When you look at that budget compared to the whole budget, it was nothing. It was like a slice teeny tiny slice of the pie. So, and that's just money, our taxpayer money that goes into people fearing other people. It's so absurd, okay? And then the next biggest uh, industry is pharmaceuticals. And this year is probably a little bit different, um but last time I researched, it was 75% of Americans are on at least one prescription drug or more. We are the most drugged up country in the world. eight out of the top 10 prescribed drugs are for stress related illnesses these are preventable illnesses they need you to be stressed they need you to be fearful for that industry to thrive and then the third industry the third largest industry benefiting from us being stressed out is alcohol and tobacco So you had a bad day, take a depressant and a cancer stick and let's take the edge off and have some fun because you're cool now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of money that goes into us being stressed. And for you to say no, I'm going to have these power rituals and grad- gratitude um is one of them. 
and we could go deep into the science, the quantum physics of it. There's so much different angles to how gratitude benefits you. It's not like some fluffy little journal with a, you know, pen and cup of tea. It's a ninja technique. And, um, it's also not something where you, I I've seen journals like five minute journal or even like 30 second gratitude. It's like, if you knew the power of gratitude, so gratitude piles on each other. It's like quantum physics. You start to notice it. It comes more and more and more and more and more into being. So wouldn't you want this to just be a repetitive practice over and over in the morning, middle of the day, end of day, right? And when you're actually writing it down, our brains don't understand that it's not happening right now. Whatever moment you're reliving through your thoughts and your, your penmanship and writing it, um, it doesn't realize that. So it's starting to carve these super highways in your brain. For example, I grew up on a farm and we had this big farmyard, which in the spring would get really muddy because of the rain. And my dad would take his tractor, take it to the feed, fill up the scoop and drive it out to the cattle in the field. And he did this so many times, twice a day over and over to the point where he didn't have to steer the tractor anymore. It's steered itself. And that is what you're going to do with your thoughts. When something happens, it's going to happen. You're not going to freak out. You're going to be like, I got this. You're going to have the confidence over. It's not going to send you in a downward because how many times do we end up in the ditch because of emotions and fear? And we stay there. We don't get out of the ditch and we don't keep going. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I'm so glad you said science. You use the word quantum physics, these, these yeah. synapses, these neural pathways, as I call them, between the neurons in our brains. And, um, you know, one of my mentors, Carla, told me, you know, the difference between uh, being grateful and gratitude or being thankful and gratitude, right? He said, you know, when you are thankful, when you're grateful, um, you are thankful for something that has happened in the past. But mm-hmm. being great, from uh, the gratitude aspect comes from that you're thankful for no matter what is going to happen to you in the future. And uh, that really hit me. And that's why I talk a lot about the attitude of gratitude because, you know, one of the other persons, Myron Golden, that both of us know, always says that we get in life who we are, not what we want. And like you said, the attitude of gratitude helps you be happy, helps you be positive. And if you're happy and positive, you will get more happiness and positivity in your life. And that's the law of attraction, right? That's the science behind it. And that's what you do. And and you said you got to write it down. When you write it down, your mind doesn't know whether it's happening in real or you're imagining. It doesn't know any difference. And that's the power of your subconscious mind that goes out and gets what you're looking for. So I'm so grateful that you said uh, science and all these things behind because I talk a lot about it in my podcast. And guys, this is not rehearsed. This is all, you know, impromptu interview here. She didn't even have the questions that I'm going to ask her. Um, So this is great. Um, This is great. And then, you know, this is very, very helpful for audience to listen from a person, you know, who has gone through a lot, who built the first iPhone app as a woman and now is an entrepreneur and doing so well and teaching others to do so well. So the other thing that you spoke about a bit later was the, the, the habits, right? The, the power of habits you said of daily habits. So explain to us a little bit, you know, what, what is, what is the, what is the power of daily habit and what are these rituals that you're talking about and why are they important for all of us? Yeah. So I, 
I have an acronym for them so I can remember, and it's called sacred. And I usually call it sacred sunrise because I do it in the morning. And the, the S stands for silence, whether it's prayer or meditation, even if it's 30 seconds, give yourself a moment to just quiet the mind. And um, A stands for three things. It's appreciation, which is the gratitude. And uh, then affirmations and affirmations, your brain has to believe it's true. If it's like, I'm a millionaire and you're like got bills stacked up, your brain's going to kick back and it's going to be even harder. So, so make sure it's like uh, statements that are believable. All right. And then the third one is asking. So our brains uh, don't like open loops. If you ask the question, Hey, what do you do for a living? You automatically come up with an answer. Hey, where were you born? What'd you eat? All these things, your brain automatically comes up with an answer. So there's all these questions we can ask our brain. So then it will look for the answer. Who can help me with this? What can I do better? All these different, I have like 40 questions that uh, depending on what I need, you can ask these questions and it will appear because you're basically programming your reticulator activating system, a filter on your brain, what to notice. So asking is the third one. The third or the second one. Um, then the third one, C, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of getting around. Anyway, uh, create is for create. And by create, uh, we are naturally creators. We love to create. We have been conditioned into being consumers. So every day, whether it's writing or uh, baking or cooking or drawing or something, create because you that's your natural outlet is to create. And if you say, I'm not creative, everybody is creative in a certain way. You connect the dots your own certain way based on your history and past. And that's what's unique about you. So that's C. R is read. Um, huge one. And I usually read three kinds of books, uh, self-development, a fictitious, and like an ancient text, um, wisdom sort of book that I have three different books on the go. Um, e is exercise, daily exercise. And D is my favorite. It is daydreaming. And I like to daydream at certain times of the day, right when I wake up, don't reach for your phone. That is can like we they made that to be like that right that's so addictive instead of reaching for your phone sit there for a few minutes and just daydream about the best things that could happen like so many people hold back because what if it doesn't happen I'll just be like setting myself up for failure this is a daydream it's free it's like not gonna cost you a dime it's fun it's free you will jump out of that bed in a totally different mindset than if you reach for your phone first and then as you drift off to sleep, instead of going through all the crap that happened or conversations or replaying anything or worrying about tomorrow, go back into that daydream, whatever it is. And there are so many assisted uh, apps out there for visualization or daydream or anything like that, that will definitely take you into another dimension and help you create these emotions that you're looking for. Amazing, uh, Carla. Uh, your favorite activity of daydreaming is my favorite activity. I love to dream. I mean, I remember my childhood and even up till now, it is one of my favorite activities. Actually, I even, uh, you know, I, I was, I think, daydreaming once in class. 
and uh, my teacher caught uh, was trying to attract my attention i was in my day's dream and i didn't even pay attention to her and she got angry with me and she said ani she got to pay attention and then she wrote a remark in our in our diaries to so my parents know that i was daydreaming and not paying attention in class <laughs> yeah it's such a superpower it is such a superpower that has been conditioned out of us so i get back into that that's awesome it's huge and i think i i want to retrade one thing that you mentioned about one of the a's that you said right asking and i think mm-hmm. the questions that we ask ourselves are so important because those answers to those questions can can help us build belief in ourselves yes and and have faith for the future right belief in ourselves of what we have achieved and faith in the, for the future what we can achieve and i think it's so important so i really love uh, you know the sacred acronym that you used i was taking notes as you were talking about it carla uh it's fascinating it's really is and and you have mentioned so many things that i talk a lot about in my podcast this is a reaffirmation <laughs> of 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 the habits and and the attributes of high performers like yourself right of of entrepreneurs like yourself who who have learned to persevere no matter what uh because of the power of visualization daydreaming and the, and the and the power of habits and rituals it is is very very impressive Um yeah business is 90% mindset. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> He is not mindset. cueing me at all. <laughs> I know I'm I'm not I you know this is this is amazing. This is all impromptu but yeah, a mindset. Mindset. I mean I I say you know people... it is so and then taking care of your body like you are that million dollar horse. because you are the business right so that's that's the important thing that unfortunately we don't get i mean in graduate school anything like no business is going to teach you that it's starting to become a little bit more mainstream but yeah yeah i hear you no i think this is this is great you know people say that mindset is everything i say everything is mindset mm-hmm. you know if if you can't think it you won't have it uh yeah, and right. and and whatever we have in our lives and you are a very good example of this carla i mean whatever you have in your life is a physical manifestation of your thoughts coming from your imagination from your daydreaming from your visualization nothing we have in life is happens without a thought right it happens twice i say once in your thoughts second as a physical manifestation in your life mm-hmm. um and it is so true i mean you are a living example of that we all are but this is this is amazing this is amazing so let me ask you this um you have gone through a lot um right and now you are the entrepreneur of hero.fm which is a podcasting platform um you know it's a private podcasting platform helps you monetize your podcast very quickly guys i use it uh, for my private podcast this is a this is a podcast on the apple platform which is open and free um but i use it for my coaching programs as well um and hero.fm i think is in its first year of launch carla Yeah. So, uh you are one of our early adapters our product market fit. Uh <laughs> just to see if you like it I want this does anybody else want this. So now we're diving deep into who is our customer? Why would they use this? How can we get them more results? How, how do we make it easier for them? That's where we're at right now and we're going to be launching some exciting new redesigns and features. I'm thinking in January, maybe beginning of February. and uh getting our first major funding for Hero 2.0 which will come with a whole new 
whole new shebang. Let's just say that. It's going to be super exciting. And uh, I can't really talk about it just yet, but uh, it's got some huge impact because at the end of the day, the education market is like, I can't remember, like a $10 trillion market. It's huge. And it needs some shaking up. Like we don't need to sit in a classroom. In fact, we are better off learning as we're in an active state. So um, let's give people the power to learn from the experts, not just from people who are in institutions who haven't had the street smarts, mm -hmm. but like, let's give those experts a platform. Let's help them monetize from that. And so, so people will invest in what they're learning They'll take it seriously because if it's free, it's kind of like, ah, oh, that was free. They treat it like that. Yeah. But if they invest in it, they they do they take the action. Yeah. And creating the communities around it and the ability for people to learn in a way that is much more natural and much more easier and accessible. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, people, uh, our listeners can find uh, Carla's company at hero.fm. It is H I R O hero.fm. That's where you can find this uh, amazing application, this platform, and, and read more about Carla and her story. Um, so this is great, Carla. This is awesome. Now, I wanted to ask you um, one thing, right? I mean, you've learned a lot. You've learned a lot. Life has been, a, 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 you know, you've learned a lot from the University of Hard Knocks, and, and you have paid a <laughs> lot of money to learn from mentors as well. I know that. You've been part of big, big mastermind groups. Uh, so tell us this, Carla. If, if you were 25 years old again, what were the three pieces of advice you would give your 25-year-old self? Yeah, uh, I would say, number one, you're doing better than you actually think. Number two, stop wasting time with those guys who could care less about you. And number three, <laughs> buy Tesla stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's been fascinating, Carla. Um, I mean, I, I really hope our audience can can find true inspiration from your story because it, it really is one. You know, when, when you when you can re, when you can recap your entire story in ten minutes, but it has go, there are multiple decades that go behind it. Um, yeah. it it's an amazing thing to see. Um, to see, you know, when and I'm sure when you're narrating your story again and again, you might be feeling so proud about your achievements, isn't it? I mean, you have gone through a lot, but being where you are today, a mom of two children, uh, you know, a wife, an entrepreneur, a, a role model for so many young men, women, uh, you know, that a lot of people can listen to this and, and would want to follow you, you know, in your footsteps. Yeah, I hope they do. You can find me at hey Carla White on Instagram. That's there where I kind know. of document my day-to-day -day life. But um, to be honest, it's funny that you say that because my family certainly keeps me humble. <laughs> <laughs> they just are like, she's just another one of us. So uh, yeah, and I think that's really good to stay humble because otherwise you stop stretching yourself. Yeah, staying grounded is grounded is very good. Um, yeah. You know, you read a lot. Uh, obviously, one mm -hmm. one of the R's, uh, one of the uh, you know part of your acronym. Um, you and you also said you know you read self development books and ancient texts. I mean, do you have any recommendation for people? One book that comes to mind from a self development perspective. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's really kind of personal as to where you're at right now, right? Yeah. There's so many. Like, if you're just stepping on that self development path. Um, then I would, I really like, um, you are a badass because it's entertaining and funny and, 
uh, easy to digest. Um, I don't normally am attracted to cuss words and all that other stuff. I think it's just kind of cheap entertainment, but um, that one is funny. Uh, and she's coming out with, she has three books and she's coming out with a new one. I think it's out now. Um, but honestly, uh, there's a lot that are on the neuroscience of the brain that if you're geeky like me, I love those books. I love those books. So there's a lot on there, uh, like power of the subconscious mind and things like that, that are just so fantastic. Yes, there you go. You got it right there. <laughs> I, I just showed uh, Carla the book, uh, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, written by Joseph Murphy on my desk. Uh, you know, I have so many things in common with you, Carla. I'm amazed. Uh, I <sighs> geek out on this neuroscience stuff, neuroplasticity. Um, you know, mm -hmm. one of my favorite authors is Dr. Shad Hemstetter. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what to say when you talk to yourself, author of that book. He's a big time in affirmations and, and self-talk. And he's also mm -hmm. written another book on power of neuroplasticity, um, which is an amazing book, by the way. And he was part of my uh, the Science of Inspiration Summit as well uh, earlier. Ah, this very yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. he, How he, nice he, is that? Yeah, he's amazing, amazing stuff. The other thing, uh, Carla, what an ancient text. I mean, do you is there anything that you read around ancient texts? If any example on that? Oh my gosh, whatever I can kind of wrap my head around. Some of it is just so far out there that I just. I don't quite get it, right? I don't have the background knowledge to understand where these parables and stories are come from, but uh, uh, you know, from all over the world, because that's what I want to know. Is I grew up Catholic and very limited on what I knew about what happened in the past and where philosophies and beliefs came from. So, I. I still believe in a higher power. I still go to church simply because it gives us a chance to all get off our phones and iPads for a little bit and just think about something else and set intentions and all of that. Uh, but in truth, I don't feel like, you know, God doesn't have a religion. So why would I, you know, so I just like to explore all the different philosophies. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, you know, there is a, um, a, a docu-series on Netflix because you're interested in ancient texts yeah, uh, by a lady. And I was giving, I was talking to Dr. Shad Hemsetter about the series as well. I think it is called as Ancient Ancient Worlds. Uh, okay. she, ancient Worlds on Netflix. And she talks about three philosophers of our lifetime. She talks about Buddha, Socrates, and Confucius. Mm. Uh, and she talks about how they came about, how did their philosophies come about and how did the teachings come about? And, you know, the, the entire world can, can fall in those three schools of thought religiously and intellectually. So maybe you want to watch that uh, amazing. Yeah. Scene. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, I have asked you pretty much everything that I wanted to cover. I, I hope the audience really can, can take something out of your life and model their life behind yours, Carla, because you have gone through everything, the biggest of the companies, the high-tech giants to, you know, living in out of your car to now being an entrepreneur. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's such an amazing roller coaster journey of an entrepreneur. And, yeah. and I hope it's only up and up for you from now on, Carla. Oh, thank you. I um, think I need that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, one lasting thing that I want to ask you and, and or maybe you, you would want to leave our audience behind with, is there any one thing that you would like to share with the audience about you or what they should think about for themselves? Uh, that would be a great uh, lasting tip for our uh, audience. Yeah. So I think what I want to share is um, if you listening to the story, one thing I really want you to take home is I was not born on third base. Okay. I was born in America, 
and we did have food on the table, but I had holes in my shoes and pants and not you know, like self made from the start. So, and I came from a background where when I wanted to go to university, it was shunned because I should have been a housewife or a farm wife, not go get a career. So I feel like, you know, no matter who is telling you what to do, it's maybe if they're limiting you, it's because they don't see the potential in themselves. And so don't let that stop you. Um, see it, take micro actions and best of all, ask for help. Amazing. Follow your dreams and ask for help. None of us have made it all out by ourselves. We've always yes. received help from someone or the other, you know, that, that, that great mentor figure, the coach figure in our lives yeah. that we always get help from. Right, Carla? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Carla. We appreciate it. Thank you once again for being part of this podcast, being vulnerable with us, being sharing your journey with us, because I'm sure this is really, really going to inspire um, inspire everybody and especially, especially women. I have father of two daughters uh, and, and I want to provide, you know, as much inspiration to them from, from strong women leaders like yourself, Carla. I really appreciate yeah. it. I wish you all the best. I hope Thank I'll you. have you on my podcast once again, maybe next year. We'll see yeah. what hero.fm version yeah. 2.0 does. Uh, and thank you once again for being part of this podcast, Carla. Oh, thank you so much, Anish. I hope you found Carla's story inspiring. I, I hope you could relate to some aspect of her story and, and take something from it to inspire yourself. If you found value in this podcast, share this podcast with one person you believe will benefit from listening to it. Subscribe to this podcast. Keep listening. Remember, you have unlimited potential. Own it. Until next time, take care.